Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hello from the future. This is Brandon, the host and creator of Monster Eight the Pilot. You're getting this odd introduction due to the fact that Brandon used to have music on the podcast, and uh, that day finally came, and I'm starting to get episodes struck down. So I'm going through and getting all the music remo- removed. So you're getting this fun introduction to go over any time I had music playing at the beginning of the show. Um, if I'm not able to cut around it, like sometimes I talk over the music, so that's why this is here. Uh, yeah, so if there are references to songs or I seem to be talking about a song, I'm like, hey, I've got these three songs later. You know, look in the description of what they were. They will be cut out. I am working on it. It will take some time. Hopefully I don't get the ban while working on this stuff because a lot of these episodes are in the archives. And getting them out of the archives takes like 12 hours. But other than that, enjoy the show. Like I said, it's, uh, you know, I kind of fucked up by not knowing... Uh, but not understanding what I was reading when saying that Spotify Anchor allowed music on the podcast. I misunderstood what that meant. Anyways, yeah, it sucks, but we all get through it together. Enjoy the episode. It's the best episode ever. This is, Whatever episode this is on, it's the best episode ever. So listen, like, share, subscribe, support, all the fun stuff. Thank you. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Monster 8 the Pilot, the podcast hosted by me, Brandon. It is Sunday uh, time for three songs of the week. So a little bit of sports talk, a little bit of movie talk, a little bit of life talk, everything talk on the Monster 8 the Pilot show. Everybody's always talking on the Monster 8 the Pilot show. And by everybody, mostly me, 99% of this podcast has been me by myself. Oh my god. Oh, how we doing? I hope everybody's doing good. It's been a week. I'm still working on getting that old fart Dave on the fucking show. Oh, there's the F-words. There's the first one. Count them down, Amber. Um, Yeah, should be a good show tonight, guys. Uh, If you like what you've heard, spread the good word. Anywhere podcasts are available, let them know. Spread that word, man. Hit, Hit the streets with it. Get your air horns out. Throw a sign, air horns. Remember that one time Corey Sword? No, who was it? Who was it? It wasn't Corey Swords. It was Zach LaJoy. Yeah, Zach LaJoy blew an air horn at a Willisburg game, and I got tossed. I got thrown out of the game for that. May have been something I said. Maybe, you know. You know at the same time, Brandon never runs his mouth, does he? Come on. Me? Me? This saint? This wonderful saint right here? I've never said a bad word in my life. I've never cursed once. That's <laughs> a lie. But I've never lied, actually. Uh, what? What's happening here? We're already completely off the rails. Corey Swords made a shirt with my quote on it, actually. That's where Corey Swords is figuring in on this. Corey Swords, good guy, great guy, wonderful guy. One of my favorite dudes. Probably up there. Top five. Favorite guy I've ever met in my entire life. Yeah, I think it's legit. Top five. Maybe top three. Good guy. Truly, truly great guy. This isn't the Corey Swords uh, praise show, though. So let's let's get the fuck off that. Um, yeah, Sunday, Sunday. We're gonna go over some uh, wonderful sports talk. I had a great day of sports action today. Oh my Jesus! Oh my days, as my London friends would say. Oh, man, I don't know. We won't get in there just yet. I don't have a Springsteen song of the week, but I have three great jams. My opening song of the night was "Eleven Eleven by the artist, the rapper. Pell, P-E-L-L. I believe he is. Is he Canadian? Or is he... He might be completely not. I think he actually might be from, like, New Orleans. Hold on. Let me see. Yeah, he's from New Orleans. Why did I think he was Canadian? (laughs) Oh, man. That's the complete opposite of Canadian is uh, Nolens. You know, man, I need to go down Nolens. Be great. I'm glad I'm saying like Nolans. Like I actually know what the hell I'm doing over here. I'm this, uh, yeah. It's it's like the shitty Boston accent I got sometimes. It just pops out, bro. Um, I don't know. I just match accents, and sometimes it leads me to horrible situations. Oh, whatever, dudes. We are on it already. Four minutes in, and it's chaos. And that's what this show is: pure chaos. Um, can't watch the fucking Bruins game tonight, which I'm not happy about. Playing the Maple Leafs, big game. We lost the other night to the Kraken. 3 nothing. It's 3-2, though. The Bruins, the Big Bad Bruins, are beating the Maple Leaves right now at the end of the second period. Oh, man. That was our, like, the other night against the Kraken was our first regulation home loss of the season. 24 games in, man. Gee whiz. We are so freaking good still. Still so good. Bergie, Pasta, and A.J. Greer getting a goal. Greerzy. There we go, buddy. Oh, man. 
I've been watching. Uh, I watched uh, season two, uh, season one of uh, Shorzy again. If you've not watched that, it's wonderful. It's on uh, Hulu. If you've watched Letterkenny, Shorzy is a character. I can't remember when he Shorzy shows up. Like season three, maybe, maybe, maybe earlier than that. But it might be a little bit later than that. Shorzy's this one totally outlandish character. He never show his face. He just basically just chirps the entire time. If you don't know what a chirp is, it's basically shit talk. Um, and he just he, he's hysterical. And they decided to make a whole show about him. I thought it was not a great idea because he's kind of a one note character. But man, the show is really good. It's uh, another one of those shows that has like no business being as good as it is. And uh, it's hysterical. Shorzy ends up being a fantastic character. He cries at the Canadian National Anthem every time he hears it. It's beautiful. Um, when he gets his captain's jersey, he cries. <laughs> it's really good. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know if I like it as much as Letterkenny. Because I, I freaking loved Letterkenny. I was like one of the first Americans to ever watch that show. No big, I mean, no big deal. I'm not pat myself on the back for being way cooler than everybody. But that's just the case. I'm just a cool guy. I'm just a cool, cool guy who does cool things by himself. Oh, man. Ah. The hell we on right now? Oh, man. The hell you say? I'm on it. I'm hyped up. Why? It's like 9 o'clock. Saturday night. Oh, jeez. I do... Like, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and neighbors, Brandon has an update to the Lost Rewatch. Like, oh my god, it's happened. I didn't watch three episodes, I watched two. And they were mostly filler episodes. But one was really good, one was meh. And I'll talk about them later. But I'm wanting to bring up now. So if you're one of those, like, man, is he ever going to get back to this Lost Rewatch? It happened. It happened. And I just didn't do a third episode because this next episode makes me so sad. Just so sad. Oh, man. What should I get started with, guys? I already talked about 11-11 by Poe. Let's just jump into... Like, I already kind of started talking about sports, so let's just go down this rabbit hole. For the love of... God! Liverpool are so freaking terrible. Like, we are outright terrible. You know, it's not even like, you know... Oh, you know, we're just not playing as well as we used to. We are a bad team. We got absolutely rolled today by Brighton. Brighton's a pretty good team, but they, we should not getting, be getting rolled 3-0 and where it looks like it could have been a lot worse. Like, oh my God, how in the world did this team last year lose four games in every competition? That's it. That's all we lost last year was four games. And this year, man, we're just... We're old, we're tired, um... We're second best to everything. Uh, injuries don't help, but at the same time, Darwin doesn't fix the midfield. Bobby doesn't fix the midfield. Diego Yota doesn't fix the midfield. Uh, Luis Diaz doesn't fix the midfield problems. We're playing the wrong style with the midfield we have. We can't press high with this midfield. There's no engine anymore. You know, Hindo is kind of done. Uh, you know, Tiago, that's not the type of player he needs to be. He can't be the press setter in the midfield. Um, Ox is getting games. And Ox is, even though he's 28, he's way past it because of all the injuries. I love Ox, but man, the guy is just in a walking injury, just like Nabi Keita. Just like, it's just, Ben Doak's getting way too many games for his age. Though he is a wonder kid, but man, it is. I think I've said it multiple times on the show when I get into it. Bellingham doesn't fix this team at all. Does not fix this team. Like, he would definitely help. But we need another guy. We need somebody to be there for Fab because Fab is falling off a freaking cliff, man. He, 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 I think he's 28, 29. Like, he looks done. Like, you know? So we need, we need like three midfielders. Like, I think maybe we need, uh, we need a younger version of James Milner, one of these, I don't give a shit, I'm just going to put in the tackle hard, and like I'm just going to play the game my way type guys in the midfield. Because we're just getting bullied. Like I think we got 36% uh, possession today. Like Liverpool had 36% possession. I can't remember the last time that was ever the case. Like Even like in the Man City games and stuff like that, Like it's still pretty close to 50-50. Man City's all about keeping the ball, which Man City lost to Man United. Like, Pep overthinks everything. He had Holland dropping deep. Like, what the hell? Just put him up top and just feed him the fucking ball. Why are you having him drop deep? Like, 
Pep's a incredible manager, but my God, he is, he just overthinks things sometimes, or he tries to be way too smart than he needs to be. I don't know, but yeah, Liverpool are just awful. They're just, it's really bad, and it's really difficult to watch. It's really difficult because, you know, you don't want to start having different feelings about these players you absolutely love. I don't want to watch them like, Hindo, you piece of shit. I love Hindo. I mean, that guy was done after one year at Liverpool, like 10 years ago. We wanted him gone. He was supposed to be the make weight, like, or the, the, is it the make weight? I can't, I don't know, whatever. He was supposed to be going the other way when we signed Clint Dempsey, which I was all about. And I hate Clint Dempsey now. Fuck Clint Dempsey, he's a piece of shit. Um, he was supposed to go the other way, but he refused to go. He was like, no, I'm going to fight for my place. And he became the captain. He's played like, f- he's close to like 500 games for Liverpool, man. Love Hendo. But, and now Klopp's starting, Klopp's not doing great either. I mean, he's being stubborn with the style he wants to play. The players just don't have it in their legs. He's going to have to figure something out. He's going to toy with it. And as much as I love the fact that we signed Cody Yapko, like, Yapko? Yapko. Why I keep saying his name wrong. Um, what does he fix? He doesn't fix anything. It gives us more depth and attack. That's great. But we can't control the ball. I don't know. It's tough. It's tough, tough, tough times, you know. Same time, we just went through one of the greatest periods in Liverpool history. And I just also, like, love the fact that, you know, we've lost the league twice by one point to Man City. And the year that we go to, like, Man City kind of goes down the shits a little bit, you know, we're also in the shits a little bit. So, great. Beautiful. Wonderful. I hate it. And then other news, Preston got their asses kicked by Norwich. It was 3-0 at halftime. Oh, that could be great sports talk. Uh, we did sign Liam Delap, a striker from Man City. Young kid, 19, has a big, bright future. Uh, but I don't know, man. He didn't play that well with Stoke. He's still pretty young. Does he get it done at the championship level? I don't know. Still. Then Portsmouth also lost today. I think 3-0 as well. <laughs> I think Hibernian lost to Dundee United. Uh, Hibernian have been really bad for a little bit. Uh, I think Tranmere got a draw. So thank God for Tranmere Rovers today. It would have been the most atrocious day of sports ever. Like, ugh. Like, I saw that, like, Liverpool and Brighton were, you know, no-no at halftime. I'm like, okay. And I just looked, got on Twitter, and it was just like, we are so bad. Like, how the fuck is this still nil-nil? They are beating us. We are getting battered. I saw it, man. It's just... just, We're a long way away from anywhere close to what we were last year. Like, not just last year, like... Even the year before, whenever Virgie got hurt, and we just, you know, and then Matip got hurt, and then Gomez got hurt, and we were playing with Nat Phillips and Reese Williams in the Premier League. We were still way better than this. Oh, man. It's tough. I don't know, man. I really don't know. I don't know the answers. Hopefully Klopp does. I can't remember. There's somebody said something stupid today, and it bothered me. Oh, you know, people like to go at the owners because they haven't reinvested, and rightfully so in certain places. But they're like, oh, after we won the Champions League, we signed Seth Vandenberg and Adrian. Like, thinking that's a great argument. It's like, yeah, but then that year Adrian played, like, a very vital role early in the season. As we started off, I think we won 28 of 29 games in the league. I think we got 99 points. Like... Also, he was, you know, he was the keeper in the uh, Euro Cup win over Chelsea. Saved the penalties. You know, what a piece of shit. Like, oh, let me just fit this to my narrative. But that guy was probably hasn't been a probably became a Liverpool fan like two years ago. So who cares about him? Shut up! Don't text me. Oh, I'm in the show right now, man. I'm in the show. I'm in the room. I'm 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 in the zone right now. But man, I don't know how much more I could talk about Liverpool right now. It's uh, difficult. So let's not talk about it. Hopefully, no, oh man, I don't think Portsmouth is going to have a chance to go up this year. How bad they're playing. Everybody's playing bad. Is this a curse of Brandon? Who knows? Maybe it's the curse of Monster Eat the Pilot. 
What am I doing? Oh, jeez. Yes, yeah, so that should be it for sports talk. I don't want to talk about it any more than I have to. Uh, it makes me sad. Time ruins everything. Let's talk about something that's uh, a little more uplifting. I finally have gotten around to watching season two of Ted Lasso. And my God, what a great show. Great show. I was watching season one before anybody. I know it's the second time where I've got to like put out the fact that I'm like, you know, I'm just so hip and everything like that. I'm so fucking cool. Um, ooh, that was off the post. I'm watching the uh, Hurricanes-Penguins game. Ooh, man. I think he put that square off a post. Anyways. Let me get focused. Ted Lasso season two. I watched season one. It's another one of those shows, like I was talking about with uh, Shorezy earlier. It's way better than it has any right to be. This was a stupid little, like, sketch on NBC Sports, like, eight years ago during, like, Sunday morning football for, like, this, like, whenever Premier League was going on, where Jason Sudeikis played this manager, goes over to Spurs or something like that to be a coach, he knows nothing, and then they decided, oh, let's make this two TV show. I'm like, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. And it is, with like, truly one of the best shows on television right now. It's on Apple TV, which I just got this week, and that's the whole reason I hadn't watched season two. I illegally, illegally downloaded season one. Uh, but, you know, can't prove it. Outside of me saying I did. Um, what was I saying? Whatever. Yeah, but I hadn't watched season two. Now I'm getting to it. And it it's fantastic. I think I'm through three episodes so far. And I've, I'm, I'm loving it, man. Absolutely loving it. This mic is being a pain in the butt. Ugh. Anyways, man. Yeah, but like Ted Lasso season two. If you haven't watched Ted Lasso, get on that. Way better than it has any right to be. Such a good-hearted show. Wholesome. You know, Ted's a great character. And there's still, like, I thought it was going to be really over-the-top goofy comedy, but it's got a lot of great human moments, too. So, yeah. I, I'm, I'm digging season two. And then I actually had a good movie day the other day. I know a couple, what, uh, Four or five episodes ago, I was talking about how I couldn't get into a good movie phase. I had a good movie day. Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Whatever days I had off this week. Started off, I watched Shutter Island. I hadn't watched Shutter Island since it came out. Yeah, 2009. 2008, 2009. And it's interesting. I mean, it's not like a great film. It's a good film. Like, it's like Scorsese just decided, hey, I don't have to make some, like, epic fucking like, three-hour drama that's supposed to win all these awards. Like, I'm just going to make this cool genre thriller piece that I just, you know, just kind of feel like I want to do. So he made it, and it's good. It's got good performances. Leo's good in it. So's um, Mark Ruffalo, uh, Ben Kingsley. Like, everybody's really good in it. Michelle Williams. Ooh, nice move. Um, lost my train of thought. Oh, Ted Levine's in it. I love Ted Levine from Monk. And Silence of the Lambs. Um, yeah, a good movie. If you haven't watched it, good. It's one of those things, like, I hate, like, so many people are trying to subvert expectations or subvert, like, you know, try not to be predictable. Like, predictable doesn't automatically mean bad, like, in terms of storytelling. Like, you know, sometimes predictable is perfect because, you know, you're telling the perfect story because, you know, I know exactly where this is going and I can't wait to get there. And that's what kind of that movie was because I remember, I was like, oh, you won't believe the twist. And I'm like, here's the twist. He's the crazy one. I knew that from the trailers. Like, it was obvious. But you know what? Scorsese didn't try to subvert our expectations. Didn't try to M. Night Shyamalan the shit out of it. He's just like, yeah, that's probably what's going to be. But I'm going to tell a really good human story about it. And you know, is it better to live as a monster or die as a good man? It's a really great last line from uh, old Teddy. And, uh, yeah. I know some people try to say that, like, you know, at the end. Leonardo DiCaprio was cured or, or that that last line didn't mean so much that Teddy was not cured and he or he was uh because basically the movie if you haven't watched it it's fucking 13 years old i'm not spoiling it for you jesus jesus um teddy who is leonardo DiCaprio, turns out you know he acts he murdered his wife after his wife had murdered her kids and now he's completely lost his mind he's delusional he's created this world where he's a detective and they do this like really elaborate role play, trying to get him to, like kind of accept reality again. And at the end, they get him to accept reality. And I was like, you know, there's a couple times where we've got you to do this, but then you always revert. So we're trying this more elaborate one to see if it works. And at the end, he looks at Mark Ruffalo. He's like, is it good to you know die as a monster or 
live as a monster or die as a good man. And um, and he walks off to be lobotomized because he makes it seem like he, you know, he actually wasn't cured. And it makes, personally, I thought it was obvious that's, you know, just Teddy, I don't want to live like this. I don't want to live with this knowledge still. So go ahead and lobotomize me, which is so weird. We used to do that to people. We used to literally make them kind of vegetables. Like, that is so weird. The 50s, as idyllic as a lot of people see it as, was crazy in terms of medicine. Like, and also, of course, like, social issues. <laughs> it was not perfect. Uh, but, yeah, like, just, yeah, we're going to cut in, we're going to cut this, and you're just going to kind of be this, like, drooling mess of a human being until you eventually die. You know? It's weird. It's very odd that we did that to people. Yeah, but I, yeah, I like Shutter Island. It's definitely worth a watch. Good atmosphere. Obviously, great direction. Good performances. Great. And another thing that had great direction and beautiful, like, kind of imagery, cinematography, and wonderful performances was The Tragedy of Macbeth with Denzel. Holy shit. Fantastic. They did all the Shakespeare talk. It wasn't as long. I thought it was going to be, like, really epic, like, two and a half hours. I think it was, like, an hour, 45 minutes. It was a pretty brisk watch. I was just riveted by the whole thing. Like, isn't Macbeth supposed to be, like, one of those, like, people always struggle to play? Right? Isn't it? It's Macbeth, right? They always struggle to, like, figure out who he is as a character. Well, leave it to fucking Denzel. Um, I thought he was incredible. The whole movie's great. Francis McNormand, obviously, you know. The guy who played Transparent in The Boys is in it. Uh, Brendan Gleeson's in it for a little while. Uh, the kid who played Dudley Dursley, who's starting to be in everything. Because wasn't he in, like, that, that the chess show? Anna's Game? Not Anna's Game. Who cares? He's also in uh, Battle of Buster Scruggs, and he's also in something new coming out. This kid came out of nowhere, you know? It's weird. They went with him. They didn't go with the Neville Longbottom kid who turned in like the most handsome person who's ever lived. Um, but, you know, whatever. Talent, dude. Sometimes, especially with British people, talent wins out. Oh. No, but man, it was fantastic. Definitely worth the watch. Striking everything in black and white. Oh, dude, it's a beautiful watch. I'm probably going to watch it again here soon just because it is one of those I, I just really enjoyed. It was Joel. Was it Joel Cohen, Cohen that did it? Yeah, it was his first movie without Ethan. Cohen, you know, The Big Lebowski, all those wonderful movies, Fargo, I love Fargo, fucking love Fargo, oh man, no, but I was like happy to sit there, I ended up trying, I did try to watch some other stuff that wasn't so great, I watched some show with Justin Thoreau, huh, <laughs> write that and I have written song, um, wasn't great, it just kind of seemed like it was, I don't know, so many shows since Lost, even Lost is kind of uh, a little bit guilty of this. They went with um, mystery over meaning. And I feel like a lot of shows... I screwed something up here. There we go. Uh, they went with mystery over meaning where, like, you know, just trying to keep you in the dark, keep you guessing to what's going on is actually more important than telling the story. And I think it was like Moscato Coast or something like that. And then, you know, Justin throws good looking. So it's like it's fun to watch him for a couple episodes being really, really, really good looking. Uh, <laughs> it's like he's like this chemist or something like that, and uh, he's hiding from the U.S. government, and they find him, and he goes on the run. I think he's got to make it through Mexico back to the U.S. I can't figure the whole thing out. I only watched one episode, but I was kind of thinking, like, it didn't really give me much to really grasp on to. And I started reading reviews, and I was like, yeah, it takes forever to kind of give you, like, some satisfying stuff. I'm like, ugh, nah. Then I tried to watch Invasion because it had Sam Neill in it, it's also on Apple TV. Both these shows were on Apple TV. And uh, I was like, oh, it was like, cool. These different characters come together during this alien invasion. I'm like, oh, this could be kind of fun. And then they, I guess it's a super slow burn. And I watched one. It was like, oh, no, it's just how different people across the world are going to react to an alien invasion. And it was not that interesting at all. Sam Neill was great because he's Sam Neill, man. That's just how it works. When you're Sam Neill, you're great at stuff. Except... In Event Horizon, which is a horrible fucking movie. I can't wait to have Dave on this show. Because I'm going to yell at him about how much Event Horizon sucks. He says it's a 10 out of 10 movie. Like, legitimately. I always thought he was joking. Because I'm like, I watched it, I didn't care for it when I was younger. So I'm like, you know what, maybe... It's one of those things, like, I, I didn't like Apocalypse Now when I was, like, 13. When I first tried to watch 13, 14. Now, Apocalypse Now is one of my favorite movies. I fucking love that movie. 
Um, but yeah, he's like, hey, you know, maybe that's one. That's the case with Event Horizon. It's one of those I didn't really care, didn't get when I was younger. So I watch it now. So I watched it a couple years ago, and it's even freaking worse than when I was younger. Like freaking horrible, dude. Horrible. Like outside of. <laughs> If you've never seen Event Horizon, it's a really shitty movie. You don't have to watch it. So basically, there's a spaceship in in Neptune's atmosphere that had disappeared like certain years ago, and they find it in Neptune's atmosphere. So they go out to find out what happened, and all the crew's gone. And they watch these videos, and it turned out they went through a portal or a black hole or whatever, and it was a portal to hell. And uh, yeah, so everybody goes crazy. So they watch like one video, and it's like this crazy, like weird, like this disturbing orgy type situation it's not great uh like i said it's a really dumb movie guy the same guy who made freaking the resident evil movies and those all sucked um and at the end Lawrence fishburne just like pushes like stop or whatever sits there for a second is we're leaving <laughs> it's awesome because it's like uh, somebody in a horror type film making the smart rational decision it never happens it's beautiful no, but there's, like, so many bad moments. Like, you got the one guy, um, I can't think of his name, um, who's just, cart- who's, like, having a Looney Tunes adventure in the middle of the movie. Like, he's, like, got sh- shoved, shot off into space, then uses his jetpack to come flying back in. And I think he's like, here I come, MFR. And it's like, what the hell is this? Totally, completely different than the rest of the movie. Then there's one scene where Sam Neill walks away from Lawrence Fishburne, and Lawrence Fishburne's like, where do you think you're going, mister? Who the hell talks like that? It's horrible. It's horrible. Premise is fun. I think the premise had a lot of potential. It was somebody who's actually competent. It could have been a good movie. But, whatever. Why am I talking about Event Horizon? Where'd that come from? Anyway. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean... Let's jump into the Law Street Watch. Then we're going to jump into New Year's resolutions and working on that still. Um, and then we'll jump into the music and I'll get you out of here, guys. I'll get you out of here. I think we got about 45 minutes left. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, so two episodes of Lost. Dave and SOS. Episode about Hurley and an episode about Rose and Bernard. Oh, I have notes. I'm getting better at taking notes while I'm watching things about what I like and what I don't like. I need to be a little bit better with movies doing it. Um, I have a random note here that has nothing to do with the episode, right? Right. Huh. Not sure why. There's a Death Trap Suicide Rap. Oh, I, I guess I was listening to Born to Run this week. I listen to the song because it's the greatest song ever written. And man, that line is so fucking good. It's a death trap. A suicide rap. Damn. You gotta get out while you're young, man. Because tramps like us, baby, we were born to run. God damn. What a line. What a line. One man wrote that. One beautiful, beautiful man. Oh, dude. Anyway, Dave. It's a very fun episode about Hurley being a crazy person. <laughs> Hurley starts seeing uh, this guy he used to be in the mental hospital with named Dave on the island. And he's freaking out because he can't be there. But, you know, is you know, playing into his uh, delusions and stuff like that. And Dave's always there to keep Hurley from wanting to lose weight. And then Hurley doesn't believe somebody like Libby, who's very attractive, and Hurley's such a big, big, big dude, that uh, there's no way she could be attracted to me, but she is. This is crazy. And then Dave convinces him by the end that uh, everything is fake. He's still in the mental hospital because the doctor at the mental hospital made Hurley realize Dave didn't actually exist that he was part of the subconscious of Hurley to try to keep him from getting making himself any better. Because Hurley was punishing himself because at one point in Hurley's life, he went on this, like, uh, this pier or something like that that was only built for like eight people, and there was like 20-some people on it, but you know, Hurley being a big guy went out there and it collapsed and two people died. So he always blamed himself for being too big and that killed people. Um, but then Dave convinces him that, no, actually, I was real. They just, you know, they made you think you were crazy and you're still in the mental hospital because you start taking all the pills and actually the island doesn't exist and blah, 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 blah. 
It's a really fun episode. I know I didn't make it, it made it sound like this insane nightmare, but it was pretty good. I really liked a lot of it. Um, like Hurley attacking Sawyer. Sawyer made him think he was uh, seeing Dave as well. Then he's like joking. Then Hurley beats the shit out of Sawyer, and it's hilarious because he keeps yelling out all the nicknames that Sawyer gives him, like Stay Puffed and um, Jabba. <laughs> Sawyer is so great. Oh, man. But at the same time, Sawyer can say some racist ass shit. Like, not like outright. What, like, he, like, I apologize if you, you know, hate to hear this one. But he he talked about opening his own quickie mart. And he's like, hey, do you think Saeed needs a job? Like, geez, what kind of racist ass shit is that? 2000, that's 2005, I guess, man. Oh, yeah, he's, oh, he's saying some other wild stuff. Um, over the years, but it's, 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 I, I really like the episode. Evan Handler, who was in Sex and the City and all that, he's great in this episode as, uh, Dave. Um, he's just, I know he's like that funnel sidekick. You got the evolution, uh, like, um, since it's been so long. The end of the last episode was, uh, Jack, Anna Lucia, Charlie, Saeed, and Locke all finding out that Henry Gale is not Henry Gale. He's actually one of the others. And, um, this episode, Henry plants, or I guess it can be Ben, since that's who he ends up being, Benjamin Linus, um, makes Locke believe he didn't push the button, which is to save the world or whatever they make it believe at the time. And Locke's having this like whole crisis of faith, and it's really cool to see Locke have these, you know, crisis of faith moments because he's always, you know, always so sure of himself or thinks he's doing the right thing, and then whenever his ego or his faith takes that hit, it, it's always great. And Terry O'Quinn's wonderful in this show. Um, Wonderful through his whole run, even though they don't do the... By the end, they don't do the best for Locke, but we'll get there. We'll get there in about three or four years. Um, yeah, and I like how, like, seeing, like, Jack and Locke, when they lose that control, how similar they are. Like, they want to both be in control for two completely different reasons or motivations, but, like, when they both lose it, they just... They can't handle, like, you know... Um, Locke got trapped under the door last episode, so his leg hurt is hurt, and, um... He can't really move, and, like, Saeed tries to straight-up shoot Ben in the... <laughs> just straight-up, like, sh- tries to shoot him, and Anna Lucia stops him. <laughs> and then he's just, you know, Locke screaming what happened, and then Jack just shuts him down. I was like, I got it, John. Yeah, little... Shut your mouth. But, oh, dude, it's kind of see- good seeing that stuff. Um, but then I also have to get to, like, I'd probably give Dave like an eight and a half. It's just a really fun episode to watch. Let's talk about a lot of the Hurley stuff. Like Dave and then Trisha Tanaka de- is dead, which is season three. Um, they're not, they don't have a lot of implications for the overall game, but they're really fun episodes to watch. So I don't know. We'll get there. But the only weird thing about this is the ending. Um, the ending is. Hurley is going to take a picture with Dave, which is, you know, Dave's not actually there. And then Cameron kind of slowly turns, and it turns out Libby, who is now in love with Hurley, or they're kind of, you know, dating or whatever on the island, um, is also in this mental institution. Uh, like, And she's also like, kind of crazy. She's got, like, this crazy look on her face and stuff like that. And it's like, why is Libby there? Oh my god, this is crazy. I just remember seeing that, like, oh my god. One of those huge moments in Lost, like these big cliffhangers. And, um, since they never, like, because, spoilers, after SOS is Two for the Road, Libby dies at the end of Two for the Road. We never really find out until, like, this last season when she says, I was in there under my own, like, free will or whatever. It's like, no, you weren't. It's just, they tried to wrap up that loose end. And they didn't do a great job with it. But I think it gives this weird implication that with Libby being there that actually what Dave was telling him that everything is fake and not real and on the island is being kind of true. Like, that's why Libby's there is because Libby's also in the mental hospital with him. At least that's, like, how it kind of plays off when you're watching. Like, it kind of gives you that... It's, it's there to put that thought in your head that maybe Dave wasn't lying. But, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a weird ending. Especially because you don't really get any satisfying thing. And like this is also one of the reasons why I think um, Cynthia Watros is uh, DUI is the reason she died. Because she got like a DUI, her and Michelle Rodriguez. That's always been the the rumor, the legend, um, is that those two wild women 
uh, got a DUI, <laughs> got DUIs, and they were kind of fired from the show, basically, and they were killed off earlier than you expect. Because I can definitely see that with Libby and Lucia. She does kind of have a natural endpoint in Two for the Road, though they do kind of imply there's more stuff for her to do, especially in regards to um, her redemption with Saeed. It seems like it's kind of building short something there. Maybe even a love story. You never know. At least that's how I kind of felt in Lockdown. No, not Lockdown. The episode before that. Whole Truth. Yeah. Whatever. And then uh, SOS about Rose and Bernard meeting love and then also finding out Rose is sick but it turns out the island has healed her. And, um... You know, I don't know. It's It's solid. It's It's probably... It's like a 7 out of 10. It's a fun little watch. Um, it's very transitional. It's setting up the last like arc of the season. Because uh, the ending is uh, Michael showing back up. And then obviously we jump into two for the road. Question mark. Three minutes. And then the finale. Um, yeah, that's what we're... But this also has one of my favorite moments. Jack and Kate get caught in a net. Where uh, they set off one of Russo's traps. And there was a great Lost Board member... For years. I think it's Louisa? Louisa? Right? I think so. I think she lives here in Columbus. If I'm thinking correctly. Um, yeah, that was her handle for a long time was caught in a net. And, uh, yeah, and then it was Nettie. So, yeah, it was always, it's kind of cool to hear that. It's like, oh, yeah. It brings up all these cool memories of the Lost Board over the years. Uh, fun stuff. But, yeah, SOS, fine episode. Like, I don't know, it's nice to know that stuff about Rosa Bernard, but it's also meh. <laughs> like, you know, I think this is when I realized, because, you know, when I watched it live, it was always about, like, oh, man, I want to know everything about everybody. And then I, this is, like, the first episode I watched, like, yeah, I guess we really don't have to know everything about everybody. <laughs> it's not like it's bad, it's just, eh, we've got so much other stuff we could really be using, like, working on right now. Ooh, the Penguins are trying to get back in this game. Uh so that's the Lost update. It's been, what, like six weeks in the making? But, hey, there's two episodes for you, so shut up. Uh, yeah, so let's, yeah, that's the end of the Lost update. I need to have some cool music. Is there, do I have a cool thing? I tried to do this a couple weeks ago, but I can't remember. Did it, did it work? I don't think it worked. Uh, live. I have no idea. Is this working now? Let's see. I still don't think it's working. <laughs> yeah, it's still not working. Like I said, I got these sound effects I'm trying to work on, and it's not working! Whatever, bro. Whatever, dude. Whatever, dudeski. Oh, man. So let's jump into updates on the New Year's resolutions, guys. We're working on them still, man. Down another pound. Bam. I was actually down like a pound and a half this week. So I'm a, I'm ahead of schedule here. Uh, yeah. So, so, yeah. Two weeks in, two and a half pounds down. Only what? That's 47 and a half to go. That's just, you know, take it one pound at a time, one day at a time, one week at a time. And maybe we'll hit that goal. I don't know. I still need to change some things up. I need to, you know, still eat a little bit healthier. I need to start getting to the gym. I think that would be a big help. This one girl at work's like, hey, you know, you should be losing a pound a day if you're eating correctly. The hell are you talking about, man? Not everybody's built the same way. The hell you say? Um, that's, I think, my new thing. The hell you say? <laughs> that's a Corey Brandon record. It's a great record. Uh, I need to get that record. I don't know if anybody's got that vinyl anymore. That thing's 50, 20, 20 years old. Oh, my God. Age. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, like I said, another pound down. So we're working on that. We're getting there. You know, it's going to take time. I knew it's going to take time. I need to be more patient, and I'm working on that. I still have intense anger issues from time to time, and I'm still working on that and kind of getting that the funnel into more creative outputs. That's a big part of the podcast is me trying to funnel more of my anger issues or more of my, like, kind of not volatile, but just, like, there's high emotions when I'm like, well, I don't know what to do with this energy. Let me put it, start a podcast. And now, you know, I'm played more guitar this week than I've played in a long time. Um, 
I'm happy about that. I really need to be playing more music. I need, to, yeah, it's a great outlet. Not, you know, I don't have to be working on an album or an LP, bro. I could just be playing some jams, man. So, I don't know. I'm glad that I'm doing that, though. I'm glad I picked up the guitar more. Like, I looked around like, oh, there's a guitar. Why don't I just pick that up while I'm just doing nothing? And just strumming around, playing some E's and some A's and some D's and some B's. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't play guitar and have no idea what I just said. Oh, the penguins got the goalie pulled. And are they on the power play? Oh, they are. Six on four. Oh, it's beauty. It's beautiful hockey, baby. Beautiful hockey. The Bruins are on the power play, by the way, and it's 3-3. Oh, no. Who scored for them? Shits, Matthews. Fuck that guy. Whatever. Anyway, let's get back to this game. Um, yeah, then other things. Like I said, I know I've been saying I want to reach out to more people. I talked to my old, old, old. I'm, I should not say that this way. Like, long time, long time friend. Uh, I say that. At the same time, I, I, let's not Long time friend, Lindsay. I've known her since, like, fourth grade, I think, is when we met. And, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, fourth grade, you know. Lost a lot of touch after high school. I didn't see her until, oh, icing. No, 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 that's right. There's no icing on the power play. Yeah, I said, I hadn't seen I saw her once at the reunion. And, yeah, that's the first time I'd seen her for a long time. So, like, you know, then, yeah, I saw her, like, on Facebook. Hey, why don't I just add her on Facebook? And we've just been, you know, talking back and forth. You know, that's something I just never did. I always expected, um... Other people to do the work. Like, you know, if I saw you out in public and I'm like, oh, do they even remember who I am? I'd rather wait for you to either recognize me or come approach me than me approach you. Because I'm awkward and weird. So, yeah, just to kind of actually reach out to somebody else. For me, it's a big step. And I'm happy for myself. I'm proud of myself. You know what I mean? We're coming up also on 27 months sobriety. So, like, right? Math. 29 months sobriety. Right? Two year, Two and a half years is 30. There we go. 29 months sobriety this month. So we're working on that. A couple weeks. Hell yeah. Good job, Brandon. A lot of things to be proud of. You know? There's those moments still where I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? I haven't done anything good ever. Then I have to think about some good stuff. And I'm like, I did that. I took out the old chair. I brought in the new chair. That's cool. I cleaned the living room. I did that. Did you clean that living room? No. Because it's my living room. I don't have no maid. I ain't that rich yet. You know? So yeah. That's like it's you know, I reached out to her, you know, always talking to Jake. Talk to some other people, too, man. You know, I'm I'm just kind of working on stuff still, and it's great. Like, reaching out to Devin to get her on the show was something, like, I've talked about. I, there's some other people I want to get on the show that I just need to reach out to, and they'll do it. I know they'll do it. I just have to reach out. I just have to put in a little bit of effort, and I'm glad I'm actually making a little bit of effort, so I'm happy about this stuff. Maybe I can get Corey Swords on this show. And I'd be like, man, you're a good guy. <laughs> I don't think Corey's ever been mentioned on the show before. Now he won't be, he can't stop being mentioned. What a guy. What a guy. Did nothing to get mentioned, by the way. Did nothing. He did have a child. I think I did congratulate him on his child way back in the early days of the podcast. Uh, but I'm also, you know, like I said, I'm playing music, listening to more music. I listened to so much music this week. And. What was weird was when it came time to do the songs of the week, I'm like, what the fuck did I listen to this week? So I, I do need to be a little bit more present when I'm doing things. Like if I'm listening, being more attentive on what I'm listening to, or attentive to what I'm listening to, or when I'm watching stuff. Like I said, taking notes is a lot of fun because it makes me want to kind of focus in. It's like, oh, what can I pull out of this scene that I hadn't seen for a long time? Or you know, for when I'm watching Macbeth, or I'm watching Shutter Island, or I'm watching another movie with... Denzel Washington, which they're all great, right? Book of Eli's okay. It should have been great. It's just a little too on the nose. Uh, whatever. I'm also reading more. I'm happy about that. Man, I used to read quite a bit. A couple years ago, I was reading so much, and then I completely fell off last year. I didn't read a book last year. I tried a couple times, and I'm like, nah. No, but I'm reading, uh, I think I talked about reading the Odyssey, the Iliad and the Odyssey. I was working on that. Uh, I'm reading Stephen Gerrard's biography. I'm reading Norm Macdonald's biography, which is wonderful because it's not true at all. <laughs> it's just so damn goofy. It's wonderful. I miss Norm. He's the best. Um, 
what else am I reading here? I had the stand. I'm, I've been trying to reread forever, but every time I read read it, I think about man. If somebody knew what they were doing, they could make this into a great like probably two seasons of television. You could probably make two mini series out of that across two years. I bet it would be wonderful and just fantastic. But then I think about what they did on CBS Plus or Paramount Plus, or whatever the hell they call it now with the show, and I get angry, man. I get so mad. Oh, no. I think I'm also replaying a couple of video games. Uh, Bioshock, which I consider uh, not a video game, but a work of art. Um, it's literally like just this beautiful... I don't know. Like I said, it's not even a video game. It's just literally this beautiful canvas of art that you get to like interact with. It's just it's it's beautiful. Oh man, I love that game so much. That was the first time I ever played a video game. And realized, oh, this is, you know, I used to only play sports games, and then I played this. I'm like, no man. I finally figured out why video games are incredible, and it was Bioshock One when I was like seventeen, eighteen. Maybe I was nineteen. Um, and then playing The Last of Us again. I'd play The Last of Us 2 again. I, I could give my thoughts on that. Maybe I'll play Until Dawn. I had a lot of fun doing that one. Uh, way back when. Me, Jake, and Lauren played that game together. It was fun. Um, yeah, we had a lot of time. I think we killed like four of them. It was, a, it, was, it was a good time. Good time. Good time. Good time. Anyway, yeah. So that's what I'm working on still. We're getting the weight down. So that's a positive. A positive. Uh, <laughs> it's a pound down. Talk to some old, old, old friends of mine. Why did I say old seven times again? I kind of stumbled on my words there. I have a slight stutter every once in a while. It's weird. And then I'm still working on these resolutions of playing more music, reading more, doing those things I talked about doing way back on the uh, New Year's Eve edition of the show. Yeah, so like you know, we're working on these productive outlets, and we're getting there, and we're staying positive. We're getting better. We're doing all that stuff here on the Monster Eat the Pilot show with me, Brandon. Anyways, let's get into the three songs of the week. Like, like I said, I listened to so much music this week, and then when it came time, there was one song I knew for a fact was going to be on there. And the other two, I'm like, what was some other songs? And then one remembered, and the other one was like, it took me forever. I was like, what other songs did I listen to this week? And then I saw another song by the artist. I'm like, oh yeah, that's the song I wanted to put on there. So yeah, we'll get there. I'm trying to figure out which one to play first. I'm stalling for time. Hmm. Hmm. Let's go with the Frank Turner song. Yeah, that's right. I've never mentioned Frank Turner. I love old Frank. Frank Turner, for a while, was one of my favorite musicians. Just earnest, honest, all that. I'm not saying he's not anymore. It's just, I don't know, I'm kind of... I th- he's so prolific. It's every two years, sometimes twice a year. He's releasing a whole new record, and it's just hard to keep up. Sometimes you fall behind, and eventually you fall behind, it falls away. Uh, but this is off 2018's Be More Kind. It is the song Be More Kind, which is number four. It's just this really nice reminder for everybody out there. Just, you know, ultimately try to be more kind. I've talked about that. You know, obviously, when you talk to somebody or you interact with somebody, if you're just trying to be the better person in the situation, you're going to create the best environment for both of you to thrive. So be more kind. Just try to be more kind. I really don't have much more to say for the intro of this song. But I've loved Frank for 12 years now since England Keep My Bones. Um, and like Love Iron Song is my favorite record from him, which was 2009. Uh, so weird to think about. He just released uh, FTHC, Frank Turner Hardcore. He's been around for years, man. Yeah, but like, yeah, this is off a little bit later records. He had a lot of AD influences on this record. But yeah, Be More Kind is just like the straight acoustic song. And I think it's... Uh, actually, I think Nigel plays some really cool drum parts. Nigel's no longer in the band. That's sad. The Sleeping Souls. I remember when he opened for the 2012 Olympics. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Frank Turner is opening for the Olympics? This anarcho-punk kick? Weird. But anyway, this is Be More Kind by Frank Turner. A truly simple but timeless message of just be more kind, man. It's, you know, it's, yeah, it's like it's, it's not, it's not hard. It's not hard. Sometimes, I take that back. Sometimes it's very hard to be kind to certain people. But ultimately, just try. Just try a little harder, man. Like, you know. Obviously, this is uh, written uh, post-Trump America. uh, Post-Brexit. So, yeah, just... 
the world got, I said the world got, it's gotten just so fucking wild and just annoying. And everything's got to be a fucking fight. Apparently now people are mad about gas stoves. I don't know what the fuck is happening. I don't know. I don't have time to keep up with how stupid people are upset about stuff. One side saying, ugh, you guys are just so wimpy. Cancel culture is ridiculous. Ugh, you want to take away my gas stove? This is not fair. Shut up. Shut up. You're complaining about gas stoves. Can somebody stop? Can somebody just stop and realize what the hell we're talking about and arguing about half the time? Does it fucking matter? No, it doesn't. It never does. Uh, I don't know. I, I hate when I get into rants. It's, I, sometimes they're funny. Sometimes my rants are very funny, I think. But they have to be appropriate. But when it's about fucking this douchebag... It's like a whole bunch of people in the South. The South doesn't even use gas stoves. They don't have the infrastructure to use gas stoves. And they're like, good, can't take away my gas stove. What the hell are you talking about? Shut up. But the dude from Big and Rich is like, I'm gonna go home, uh, fire up my gas grill, uh, turn on, uh, what, Fox News, and fire up the truth, what is it, truth, what, what, what's the fucking Trump social media thing, truth social or whatever the fuck it's called, fire up truth social and sleep on my pillow, what the fuck are you talking about, seriously, what the hell is that? It's somebody who's triggered trying to act like everybody else is triggered, I guess. Which is a... St- oh, my God. I'm getting into it, man. It's so fucking stupid. Just be more kind. Like, you know... Every situation, just try to be kind to each other. I'm not asking for much. I'm not begging for much, man. I ain't too proud to beg. That'd be a great song to put on here. Either I might put both of them on here. The Stones and Otis. Because it's a great song. Anyway, yeah, that's from 2018's uh, Be More Kind by Frank Turner. Great song. First time Frank's been on the old songs of the week. I used to love Frank so much. Like, uh, I thought about doing Get Better, which is uh, one of my favorite songs ever by him, which is obviously one of the kind of credos I have put on since I've gotten sober of getting better and staying positive, which is a Hold Steady reference. A Hold Steady you've heard about a lot. Frank Turner you haven't heard about as much. I love Frank. Frank's just a good guy. Good guy, great guy, wonderful guy. Um, write some badass jams back in the day, man. He was like that folk punk shit. Folk core is what I called it. Like, hardcore, but with folk. Some people hate that shit. Whatever. Fuck yourself. (laughs) Sorry, Mom. Uh, Anyways. What's song number two this week, Brandon? Which one do we want to go with? Do we want to go with the big old rock jam? You want to go with a little bit more introspective jam. Oh, man. Let's go with the rock jam. This is from a band. Where are they from? Are they from Denver? I think they're from Denver. Or they're from Colorado, at least. Right? No! Uh, Westchester, Pennsylvania. So not even fucking close. <laughs> Where is Westchester? Outside Philly. That actually makes sense about the time they were out and stuff like that. There was a lot of music coming out of Philly at this time. Uh, which is the mid-2010s. Is that the aughts? I don't care. Uh, like the Menzingers, Restorations, all those bands. Uh, eventually, I think. Even though Spanish Love Songs is says they're from L.A., I swore they were from Philly originally. I think the singer's from Philly originally. Maybe he's from Ohio. I don't know nothing. Yeah, I think I said, what, a couple weeks ago, I was talking about the band uh, Feral Vices. I'm like, I think they're from Texas. And they're from, like, they're just, like, right down the street in Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brandon knows nothing. Like I don't know anything. I've I've talked about it many times. Like if you're coming here for some wisdom, you're not gonna get much except to be more kind, man. Oh, bring it back. Okay, let's get it back into it. Song number two is from a band from Westchester, Pennsylvania called Sprainerd. First time I heard them was a cover of a weaker than song, which automatically makes them pretty cool. Um our retired explorer off the Mark, Tom, and Patrick show. Uh, but no, this is from 2015's Mabel, which is one of the greatest album covers ever. It's just a good boy taking a nice little nap on a couch. Just a good old boy. Just being a good boy. Uh, just a good, good old, old little golden retriever. Just being a good boy. But this is the first song off that record. Um, I'd heard of Sprainerd 
for a couple years before this. I think 2012 when I started listening to Sprainer a little bit. I never listened to him that much, but I just remember this record came out. I'm like, this is a really good record. Those couple opening songs are jams, man. Almost had They almost got a double dip tonight. Almost did their second song off this record as the opening song. But then I decided to not do that. And that's how the creative process is with Brandon. I'm deciding not to do that. No rhyme or reason. You know, just I do stuff. Anyways, jump into it. This is Applebee's Bar off Mabel 2015 by Sprainerd. Boom! Was that two minutes of five seconds of Philadelphia punk rock, man? I love that shit. I am every person that you ever ignored. I'm the flaming bag of dog shit on your porch. <laughs> Used to think I was a savior, a part of a cause. Now I see I'm nothing, nothing at all. Ooh, man. Applebee's Bar, man. One of the most mundane places in the world, am I right? I think Aaron worked at an Applebee's Bar because he's mundane. Ooh. Talking trash on good friend. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I just love Sprain. It's, it's catchy stuff. It's, like I said, a lot of those guys from that punk scene in Philadelphia at the time. Like I said, I don't think I've talked, I had Reservations play an opening track on here. I don't think I've ever talked Reservations, which should be almost time for separate songs. That's another song for the good winner. Um, whatever. And then Menzingers, uh, before them, The Loved Ones, and Dave, then eventually Dave House. Uh, Bruins beat the Maple Leafs. 4-3. My boys. My boys. Grizz got the game winner. God damn. We're so good. Anyway, back to Sprainerd. Applebee's Bar, man. Just a quick two minute, five second, just bam, in your face. I like how the genre here says electro. The hell are they listening to? <laughs> the hell you say? Oh, man. Um, damn, dude. Yeah. Not much to say on the whole Sprainerd. Like Sprainerd. It's just, like I said, quick. I mean,. They're epic songs. They're epic, like, jams. are like, three minutes long. So, yeah. They, you know, they're short to the point. A lot of those guys in that era, that's what I was talking about. You know, so, like, Dave House, uh, who's the lead singer of The Loved Ones, went on, he's having a great solo career career with his brother Tim's also playing a spy side. Um, the Menzingers, obviously, are just fucking legends at this point in my mind. And then, you know, I talked about Restorations is a band I truly, truly love. There's a lot of bands out of that Philly scene. That were great around this time. Sprainerd, one of them. Mabel, great record. You can find it anywhere. Ten songs, 28 minutes. Right to the fucking point, man. What is that? Two minutes and 80 seconds? <laughs> I don't know what the hell we're talking about. Just under two minutes long. Or just under three minutes long. Every song. And there's a five minute, 16, song, 16 second song of this record. Gee whiz, guys. We challenging uh, Stairway to Heaven here in a second. Anyway, that was Sprainerd with Applebee's Bar off Mabel 2015. Great song. Great band. Probably great guys, too. Oh, song number three is from a band from last week. Uh, by listening to them last week, maybe you started listening to that whole record. Um, it's the it's Frightened Rabbit again. Like I said, I talked a little bit about Frightened Rabbit and how you know sad it was when we lost Scott. But, you know, he left, he did leave behind some great music and... Maybe his greatest song is this next jam, number nine off the Midnight Oregon Fight. Same record as last week that I listened to The Modern Leper, but this is number, song number nine. It is My Backwards Walk, which has been covered by a lot of different artists. Manchester Orchestra, Death Cab, Sarah Silverman. That's right, Sarah Silverman. You heard of her? She had a show on Comedy Central. You know, she was in episodes of Monk. And she's done other things. Quite a bit of other stuff, too. <laughs> Not just those things. She's done other things, too. But this is My Backwards Walk by Frightened Rabbit. It's uh, This whole record's kind of about a breakup, and it's like not so much like... It's obviously self-reflective. Like, yeah, the breakup is my fault. I left, and now I truly regret it. But you've moved on, because obviously, why would you let me come back? And this is My Backwards Walk, which is really about the futility of trying to reverse time to go back and make the right decision instead of the wrong decision, which led you to this moment. And that's what this song is really about. So this is My Backwards Walk by Frightened Rabbit. Mm -mm. Damn. Great song. Maybe Scott's best. And he makes great stuff. Like I, like I talked about last week, Modern Leper is a 
beautiful song, which was the opener off this record. But my backwards walk, just like I said, it's about the futility of trying to go back in time, walking backwards to you know fix the problems that you created yourself. You know that he talks about dealing with it through alcohol. You know, but he has that line. Um, I get hammered, forget that you exist, but there's no like, there's no way I'm forgetting this. You know, he's trying to forget that relationship. Um, but he realizes it's the drinking's not gonna help. And oh man, that took me a while to realize drinking's not gonna help. And that's why I'm sober. Cause for the love of God, not help. Uh, you know. No. Oh. Excuse me. Uh yeah, as like I said, it's just it's, it's the great track. Like the whole record's really about kind of uh, like a breakup and stuff. Um, let me get that paused real quick. There we go. Oh man, you know he's. Uh, there's parts of it that's like him trying to fill in, uh, like you know, fix his life a little bit. You know, he's trying to fill in the uh, what's he say faults and cracks, filling in the blanks and gaps. Like him working on himself, but then. I write them out and they don't make sense. I need you to pencil in the rest. It's like him kind of realizing he can't fix himself alone. And that's kind of like... So he's dealing with that duality of like... He's trying to move forward, but really he can't without somebody there to help him along. But he can't go backwards in time to fix why he's alone in this moment. It's a very sad song, but I think it's beautiful. Then you got that cool little outro with the... You're the shit and I'm knee deep in it. Over and over again with a cool little... Oh man, I love Frightened Rabbit. I really did. Uh, but other than that, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's the end of the music talk, the three songs of the week. Uh, so let's go ahead and wrap this mother up, bro. Um, I'm going to be back with you next Sunday if I don't have a guest on this week, which I don't think I'm going to. At least at this moment, there's no plans. Um, so I will be back next Sunday. Three more songs. Hopefully a couple more episodes of that Lost Rewatch. Uh, other talk. Let's see if I can get in touch with somebody else this week I haven't talked to in like 10 years. Or really, like I said, me and Lindsay hadn't really talked. Guy in middle school, maybe? I don't think we talked that much in high school. Maybe a couple times in high school. I remember we dated for like a week in the summer after fourth grade. She's passed me that note, said, check yes or no. And I was like, Tim McGraw. Uh, <laughs> that was my answer. I didn't check yes or no. I just put Tim McGraw. Um, yeah. And obviously she made the right decision. And got the hell out of Dodge before everything came to the surface for me. <laughs> Brain is talking shit on himself. Why is he doing that? I got my cool-ass red man hat on. Yeah, that's right. I have two different chewing tobacco hats. I've never chewed my life. I don't do the dip. Uh, you dip, we dip, I dip, whatever. Put your hand up on my hip. When you dip, we dip, we... Whatever shit. What? Oh, I had it for a second. What is that, freak nasty? Ah, shit. Um, yep, chaos time. It's chaos time, guys. I'm going to start throwing in everything I can. Kitchen sink's coming at you. Um, yeah, next week, next Sunday, I'll go over some fun stuff. I don't think I have much planned this week in terms... I don't have any visits. I'll see if I can reach out to somebody random. On the Facebook. So look out if you're listening. You might get a random message from Brandon. Old Derek from the pub reached out to me today with some ideas for the show. Something about Alan Rickman. I liked it. I liked it a lot. We'll get it filmed. I'll call Alan Rickman up tonight. Sad. I loved Alan Rickman. Whatever. What are we doing here? Oh, man. Hopefully I can get fucking going with these uh, epic episodes that I've been talking about for like four months now. <laughs> Talked about I think like September when I first started mentioning them. Yeah, yeah. I'm not making much headway right now. Like I said, I'm transitioning at work a little bit, so you know I'm I'm kinda focused in there. Um that's also why we've been having a little bit shorter episodes, which I, I kinda do like being a little bit more like an hour fifteen max or something like that. I'll starting to get like almost close to two hours just me doing nothing. Who am I? Mark Marin or Joe. Well, Mark Marin's never by himself. It'd be Joe. No, Joe Rogan's got guests. Who does two-hour episodes by themselves? Jeez. Brandon does. That's my gimmick. I just make unbelievably long podcasts by myself. <laughs> Shut up. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, if you uh, like what you've heard, obviously, spread that good word. Uh, you know, all that fun stuff. I don't think I'm sponsored by Anchor anymore. I haven't heard it for a while. So, whatever. Um, I think it was a time thing. I think I had like six months with it. 
It's been over six months since I started this mother ever. <laughs> Maybe they heard some of the language like, we cannot be associated with this. We cannot be associated with this. Um, I swear I had some other stuff to talk about tonight. But I can't remember what it is. I need to be better about that too, about writing things down throughout the week. There's so many things that pop up. I'm like, oh, I should talk about this. And then just don't. Then I don't write it down. What's worse is that sometimes I see it and I was like, oh, I should write this down. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to write this down, guys. I'm like, oh, well, my phone's over there. I'll remember this later, though. And then later I'm like, what the hell was I talking about earlier? The hell you say? Um, yeah, other than that, if you have questions for the podcast, um, I'm about to get a email for the podcast. Um, so if you ever want to send questions to it, it's not lost within all the mindless emails that is my regular inbox so we can have like a special one off to the side for anybody who wants to send emails to the podcast for questions or just opportunities if you want to be on the show it's easy to contact me that way or you can just you can just message me i'm not a fucking star uh, i know i carry myself like one with this goddamn red man hat i've also got uh, two dale earnhardt hats coming yeah that's right raise hell praise dale guys uh you know the intimidator <laughs> uh Whatever, dude. It's chaos time. It's chaos. So let's get out of here. Let's, let's wrap it up. I might watch an episode of Lost after we're done here. Maybe I'll watch some more Ted Lasso. That's that's basically what I'm saying. Watch Ted Lasso. Watch Shorezy. Um, watch Shutter Island. Watch Macbeth. For the love of God, the tragedy of Macbeth. Watch it. Love it. If you don't love it, there's a problem with you. So fix that. Uh, where, where are we at? We're in the middle of the month, are we? Yeah. Yeah, we're in the middle of the month. Okay. Yeah, so like I said, I'll see you next week. And hopefully I'll have some fun stuff planned. I always end up pulling some shit out of my ass. So won't be any different next week. Uh, Love to Corey Swords and Corey Swords only. Peace out.